This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. AFCON 2010, the trade show that you know where affiliates always attend for free, is making its way to Denver June 21st to the 23rd. How would you like to come to AFCON 2010 and not pay a single penny? AFCON 2010 presents the AFCON 2010 Fully Free Experience Sweepstakes. Go to AFCON2010.com slash sweepstakes. You can win round-trip airfare, a three-night stay at the Hyatt Regency Convention Center Hotel, and VIP access to all sessions, exhibits, and WebmasterRadio.fm's affiliate bash. All you have to do is sign up now at AFFCON2010.com slash sweepstakes. Be one of the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that are making the switch to AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st to the 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm here today with Rick Burns from HubSpot. Rick, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Right, indeed. So, full disclosure for all the listeners, and for you too, Rick, we actually have not spoken before. However, I've, I know quite a few of your, your, your posse over there and across town over in Cambridge. I've had dinner with your fearless leader, Brian, and know Darmesh. I've had lunch with him, and I know Jen Snyder and Joe Regano and Katie and lots of other great people at your fabulous fine company. So, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you. It's a it's a treat to be here. It's a wonderful place to work. There are a lot of folks who uh, I, I learn a lot from on a daily basis. So uh, I'm glad you know a lot of them. <laughs> They're all great people. Now, tell us a little bit about your role at HubSpot. What is what is your what is your focus? Well, my background is actually in journalism. I used to be a reporter, and I worked on a number of news websites. And it's actually a funny, funny situation. I've ended up at HubSpot because HubSpot is not really related to the news business. We actually sell marketing software for small businesses, so it's kind of a leap from the news business to the marketing to marketing software. But if you actually look at what HubSpot does, there's uh, a, there is actually a connection because um, HubSpot markets its software and encourages its customers to market its software by uh, creating content and pulling people into its website uh, as opposed to going out and buying ads. And that's what I do at HubSpot. I'm responsible for creating all of the content, all of the how-to information about how to market, and that means blog posts and webinars. Um, and so I spend a lot of time just creating webinars and, and blog posts and things like that that act as marketing for HubSpot software. Well, you, you've produced mountains of, of content, and maybe you could step us through some of the, 
the the thoughts and process that you that you really uh, go through in creating this content, and I'd love to see how that dovetails into your journalism background and 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 uh, and, and really what you have been doing and what you are now doing. Okay, yeah, sure. So. The general framework that we use when we are creating all this content is that we're trying to market with a magnet as opposed to a sledgehammer. So traditional companies like Procter & Gamble or McDonald's, they're marketing with a magnet. They're going out there and banging you over the head with their message. Um, And we're trying to do something different because we think it's more efficient and it's better for the customer and it's better for for us. So we're, we're creating content and we're creating blog posts, we're creating webinars that act like a magnet. And I'll explain exactly how they work as a magnet because what we do is we create a piece of content like a blog post that is interesting to the pe- and useful to the people we're trying to sell to. So, for example, uh, we're about to release a big benchmarking report for on marketing for B2B companies. And so they'll find this report on the Internet somewhere. Maybe they'll pick it up on Twitter. Or maybe somebody will post it on, on Facebook. Maybe they'll read it on our blog. They'll read that report and they'll find it useful, hopefully. And then they'll come because of the, because they found that they'll come back to our site and hopefully they'll they'll discover that we sell software and eventually maybe they'll begin to talk to a salesperson. But that's a very different approach to marketing and to um, selling your, your your products than going out and, and buying advertising. The other thing that's pretty cool about it, I think, is that it really empowers smaller businesses and it, it, it makes it so that your your brains and your creativity is what matters and not your budget. When I was out at dinner with Brian, we had a wonderful evening and conversation and there was a, a pinnacle point in the development and launch of HubSpot where rather than catching the, the inbound marketing wave that, that, that your entire company and, and it sounds like led by you has tried to fall down, you almost went down a path of content marketing as your, as your gateway uh, instead of inbound marketing. What are your thoughts on, on that? Um, potential variation in your whole plan because inbound marketing of course is really you know hubspot the name hubspot has brilliantly become synonymous with inbound marketing when in fact you don't really you're not a content company or even an inbound marketing agency you're a software development company so it's it's just brilliant what you've done but what's your take on content marketing versus inbound marketing and whether you could have had this similar uh, leadership position under the content marketing umbrella yeah, it's a really interesting question because I think they're very, very similar. Um, the way I actually look at them is that content marketing is a piece of inbound marketing because when we're talking about content, we're talking about specifically items of content, and that means blog posts, um, that means webinars, that means videos. Uh, and so that's what content marketing is. It's marketing through those types of tool, those types of content elements. And uh, as an aside, that's also something that's been around for a while. So, you know, for for years and years, there have been agencies that would that you could hire to create a brochure for your company, um, or to create content that you would just publish on your website statically. What's changed now is that there are these other elements on the web, like search and like social media, that have this really complex and powerful interaction with the content. And so when you publish a piece of content now, it gets indexed by search engines. 
or you can share that content on Facebook or you can share it on Twitter. Uh, and then maybe it'll get fa- found via Twitter on a search engine or maybe it'll get found via Twitter on Facebook or it'll find its way somewhere else across the web. So you have all of these different complex relationships, and that whole ecosystem is what we think of as as inbound marketing, as opposed to just the <clears throat> excuse me, as opposed to just the the content pe- the content piece of it, which is which is what I think of as content marketing. Hmm. Let's take a break, everyone. We'll be back in just a few minutes with some more tough questions for for Rick. Back in a second, everybody. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Public relations professionals understand the importance of branding. Invest in your next ad campaign with one of the premier branding innovators broadcasting on air and on demand to the internet business world. WebmasterRadio.fm. Let our team customize your branding to target public relations professionals that access our public relations channel every day. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back. I'm here with Rick Burns. Welcome back, Rick. Thanks. Great to be here. <laughs> the, uh, we, we had some wonderful uh, early discussions on, on inbound marketing, your role, journalism, uh, some neat stuff. Where's, what's the next corner that do you think HubSpot will, will turn? Or is your business model solid and, and, uh, and, and you like what you're doing and, and the content assets that you're, that you're pushing out are, are being received well? What's next? Well, it's a, it's a great question. We think that things are working pretty well for us right now. Obviously, every company has challenges that it needs to deal with and has a lot of work ahead of it. But we don't really see ourselves changing course. Um, we, th- we, we think that inbound marketing is here to stay, that this is a pretty permanent shift in the way companies work with their customers and the way companies attract their customers. So more than anything else, what we're trying to do is fill out the product that we've built now improve the product that we've built now and keep producing more and more of the same kind of content just to uh, increase the volume and, and increase the quality too uh, so i think it's really just straight ahead and more more of the same um, and reaching more people with it that's our future i think 
Mm-hmm. Now, a difficult question, which for anybody to answer, would be the following. What's more important, the cunt, the, the software that's telling you how many leads came in or the content asset that would have driven those leads in? Oh yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a pretty difficult question because it's it's just hard to separate them. Um, obviously, and, and I'll explain why. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't have the leads if you didn't have the content. So that's the place to start. And and we also say that if you're a if you're a, a small business owner uh, or an entrepreneur just getting started, you ought to just start creating a blog or start creating forms of content because you just start getting your name out there even before you have a product. Some people will say, oh, I've got to wait because I don't have a product yet and I have nothing to say. Well, you know what market you're going to be involved in. You know the communities that you're going to have to engage in. So why not start going out and engaging in those communities, contributing in those communities with content right off the bat before you even have a product? So the content is the important first step. But then once you get that out there, you have to measure it because you don't know how it's doing. You don't know whether it's meeting, uh, reaching the right people. You don't know whether the people who it's attracting are converting to leads for your company or converting to sales for your company. So you need to track that too. Um, so I think it's really, really hard to separate them. And I couldn't really, really, really say one or the other. You know, uh, you did a great that job that answering that question. It was a super difficult once question. once you get it up there, you've got to start measuring it and iterating on it. You did a great job of answering that question, Rick, so so hats off to you for that. Really a tough question. Another interesting question that, that comes to mind, and, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of the HubSpot technology. It, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. And it's, it's making people, for the first time ever, many people understand the importance of, of data, of analytics, of conversions, of seeing what works and what doesn't work. But you're a journalist. You understand how important the story is, right? And you mm-hmm. also understand how important it is to listen to the wants and needs of customers, right? Because only then can you produce really good content. How do you do that, Rick? And, and how do you practice that oh-so-critical art and science of, of listening to the wants and needs of customers and delivering it to them in a compelling way? In one word, I would say Twitter. <laughs> I, I, Twitter, there's a lot of hype, uh, and a lot of people... Are, are rightly skeptical of it. They kind of look at it as con- cotton candy, something that's kind of sweet and maybe not so nutritional. But I think there's there, for a business, there's actually a lot of nutrition to it. It's it's a really important tool, and the way we I listen, and I know that my colleagues listen, is really Twitter because you can go out and search for your brand name, you can go out and search for your personal name, you can go out and search for your keywords, and you can hear what people are saying. Obviously, not everybody in the world and not all your customers are going to be on Twitter, but it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic tool to begin doing that. And then once, you, once you've covered the, the group of people that's on Twitter, you, you want to go out to other forums, other places like LinkedIn, uh, other online communities, and just listen to people. And, uh, and that's how we tend to get our feedback. Actually, just before I got on the phone, um, I was using a tool called CoTweet to just read what people were saying about HubSpot uh, today because it's something that we all do here on a daily basis. And that's really, that's really where I start listening. 
Can you give an example of how you've heard something or read something on Twitter? But I like I like hearing better. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and no, then how absolutely. you put that to so work in some of your content. Example, a fantastic example is a couple months ago we were doing some homepage testing, or we were relaunching our homepage because we wanted to uh, make it clearer what we do for people who arrived on the home, HubSpot homepage immediately. Now, in a typical organization. You'd have to go out and get a whole focus group together if you wanted to get feedback on some kind of change you you, you put together, uh, and you'd have to organize this group, pay them, buy them dinner, and you know it, it would be a, it would be a real production to get something like this together. And instead, we made a few changes to our homepage and then tweeted about it, and about. Uh, Five minutes later, we had dozens and dozens of comments that ran a pretty good range of, you know, I like what you've done on this, I don't like what you've done on this, and we had a very good sense of what these people on Twitter thought about our, our homepage. Now, obviously, this is not a scientific survey. Obviously, uh, there's no way to know what everybody thinks about this, but it's a real good sense of, of, of general reaction. Um, that, and, and we see that kind of thing all, all across the map. Um, you know, oftentimes when we experiment with new content, uh, new, blog, new, new types of blog articles or new features in the software, we'll li- listen carefully on Twitter and look for feedback on specific changes we've made just to um, see what the reaction is. If you had to put your finger on a few of the key things that you folks did over there in the early stages of launching HubSpot, what do you think it would it would be? Were there real catalysts to the to the incredible growth that you folks have experienced in a, in a really short period of time? What do you attribute your success to? I think it's the culture of releasing early and releasing often. So we just build stuff, experiment with stuff, and then, as we were talking about before, this actually comes back into the listening thing. We listen. So we'll build something, put it out there, listen for feedback, and then take that feedback, incorporate it back into the product, and release again. And it's just a cycle. You've got to go through it just really, really quickly because if you slave over some new product in the, in the garage and never get it out into the public for, for feedback, you're definitely going to be you know, miles away from what the actual need is. Um, instead, we, we had um, a, te- you know, a fantastic team of people that was out there um, sharing stuff that we built uh, with customers and getting them to bang away on it and run into problems. And then we would take those problems back to the, cu- the, the product development team uh, and fix them, iterate on the software, and then take the software back out there and, and, and release, uh, release it again to get more feedback. And What's happened is that we started with a product that had a great vision uh, but wasn't quite um, matched up with that vision, and we've now gotten to the point where we're well on the way of, of, of achieving the kind of vision that we had set off to achieve at the beginning. So it's, it's really, I think, that, that sort of process of experimenting and iterating has worked really, really well for us. Do you have any words of wisdom that you would love to pass along to entrepreneurs that are struggling to try to make their businesses better? Um, any people listening in that that you know might be looking at ways to grow their business, you know, and, and certainly a, a, a shameless plug for HubSpot is okay here. But you know, do you have any thoughts, particularly from the content perspective, that might be able to help people? 
Yeah, I think that uh, this is something that's actually pretty close to my heart because before I joined HubSpot, I was doing a startup of my own. I was running a small business. It was a it was a local news website, and the things that worked best for us, the things that attracted the most customers and the most visitors to our website, were just remarkable content. So if you can create unique, uh, interesting content that is particularly targeted to the people that you're trying to attract, um, you'll generate a lot of interest and you'll generate um, a lot of traction on your website. And that's that's what uh, we did at my my small business before I joined HubSpot. It's what we do here at HubSpot, and it, it works. Um, it's how you generate uh, traction. Uh, it's how you generate a following, and, and it's how you, uh, uh, I think, build a business from the marketing standpoint. I think that the other, the other piece of advice um, – you know, on the marketing end, I think the advice is really create content and, and, and share it and spread it as much as possible. On the product end, I think it's what we were just talking about a minute ago. It's the uh, don't be afraid to experiment with the product. Don't be afraid to iterate. But as you do that, you've got to listen. And, and if you combine those two things, I think that um, your chances are as, as good as they can get. Well, we've we we know you you folks have just produced some brilliant technology, really rolled it up and wrapped it in some creative well ways, as well as some incredible tools. Website greater, um, greater everything. I'm looking for the next greater from HubSpot. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of them coming out. It's it's a it's part of the experimental process. Uh huh. And can you give us any sneak peeks on on some new graders that we might see? Well, I don't. I, I don't think that um, I'm. I don't really know of the 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 ones that are coming down the pipeline. That's more um, up in the in Darmesh's head. But uh, yes. <laughs> we, we, there there are probably many more down down the road. Um, right now, actually, one of the things that we're working on is is iterating on some of the ones that ha- have been around for a while because we've been focused on sort of experimenting with new ones like Facebook Grader and Book Grader and Press grader, but we hadn't spent much time working on website grader, uh, so we've recently been putting a lot of cycles into iteration on website grader, and if you haven't been by to check out websitegrader.com recently, you ought to go check it out because uh, it's been uh, uh, upgraded and, and built out a lot more to incorporate social tools, and, and it's, it's really um, a fantastic tool right now. And what about any really groundbreaking new content assets that you that you might be creating? Is there anything on the horizons? Any problems that you're looking to tackle with with great content and any new webinars or promotional uh, vehicles that you might be shipping out in the next few months? No, you know the, the the great thing about this system is that it's constant iteration. I mean, I think the thing that really excites me most about all of this, the thing that is, you know, you, you use the word groundbreaking, but I think the thing the thing that is really most groundbreaking about all of this is that what we're doing is is giving uh, small businesses the kinds of tools that have up until now only been accessible for big businesses. So for years and years, it's been the Procter's and Gamble of the world and the McDonald's and the Cisco's of the world that have had the access to um, highly analytical marketing tools and to be able to do data-driven marketing. Uh, and now that's just not true because uh, so, you know you can you can use a relatively inexpensive tool like HubSpot or free tools like Website Creator, the one we were just talking about, uh, as a small business owner and really compete on on a, on a playing field that's pretty level with those big companies. And, and that's pretty exciting because it, it empowers small business owners, which are 
tend to be real passionate people and, and produce great products. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Rick, it's been great having you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. If people want to get a hold of you, do you recommend Twitter? Or, of course, you have your own blog, rickburns.com. Um, how should yes. people get a hold of you, and who do you want to get to hold of Who do you want to, to reach out to you? Well, um, the best way to get in, uh, in touch with me is uh, my Twitter account, Rick Burns. Uh, it's R-I-C-K-B-U-R-N-E-S. Um, and uh, anybody who's interested in this idea of inbound marketing or uh, particularly small business owners who are, who are um, struggling with uh, figuring out how to use content to, to market their businesses and use car- content to make their businesses stand out. Um, that's what we're working on here at HubSpot and would love to uh, interact with people who uh, ha- are, are, have questions about that and who have success stories to, to, to share with, with me and other people here at HubSpot. Well, we'll look forward to our paths crossing again. I know I've been beating down the doors of, of Brian and Darmesh to, to work with them a little bit more with another company I have called Ideal Launch, which is actually a content marketing agency, uh, and we're working with lots of really great companies on the high end like P&G and Walmart, but also lots of great entrepreneurs that are trying to produce great content. So I will, I'll start beating down your door as well, and I really appreciate it. Uh, having you on the show. You guys are doing great stuff over at HubSpot, and uh, we look forward to continuing a relationship with you folks and in partnership and being fans of, of what you're doing. It's groundbreaking stuff. So thanks again for being on the show, Rick. Thank you. Pleasure indeed. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Hope your life's a little bit smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Thanks again for tuning in.